on the verge of a short national lockdown described as a firebreak against coronavirus. Hello listener, it's Em here. Um, this is a bit of an experimental one. Um, one of our listeners, Arwell Richards, uh, who was in Wales during the lockdown, uh, got in touch because quite frankly he was bored out of his mind, um, as were we. Uh, so we had a lovely chat one afternoon with lots of white wine and um, he asked us lots of questions and he told us about his experience of being a fan of Lovejoy and when I get my act together and edit that, it will go up on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash lovejoy. Actually, um, it really helps support the podcast because this is a labour of love, joy. Um, And you can enjoy it. But it just happened to be the day before we were actually recording um, Stones of Destiny, which is set in Wales. Um, So as we had a pet Welshman to hand, we um, asked him a few questions about the actual episode and where I could. I've cut them in. Uh, to this one. So hope you enjoy it. Um, you'll hear a magic noise when he's about to speak because as we all know, Wales is magic. Love joy actually. <laughs> so um, listeners, this evening recording, I have a drink, but Paul and Em are being very sensible and they have water. There's a slight issue now that I can't actually open my drink though. It's a <gasps> bottle of Prosecco. Oh, there we go. It's got like a plastic top that makes it look like... Oh, that's wrong. It's actually, but it's just so a screw top. It's a screw top Prosecco. You couldn't drink that in an attic. No, you couldn't. Oh, anyway, cheers. Cheers, my dear. Oh, that looks very cheers good. my very Adam's nice. ale. Cheers. Now we begin. Um, do you know what I've realised? Um, Every other podcast I listen to has mm. the same introduction every time. Go on. Not like a pre-recorded one that they just play. They just all have their own style of introductions. We've never had one. No, that's it. I mean, I haven't thought of one. I don't think we. I think <laughs> at this stage, there's no <laughs> point. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a little bit late now, isn't it? I think our listeners enjoy this like chaos. And actually, Arwell did say, are we going to start like normal with Helen does the summary and blah, blah. So there is a thing. Yeah. There you go. There is a right. thing. I feel bad now. Well, you see, yeah, I was going to read, I've a, done a little a bit of sort of research and I was going to, well, not research, but I've at least written down the name and the writer and the director. So it, we're discussing Stones of Destiny, which is by Alan Clues, who we've had a few times. And I've written, it's directed once again by my mum's vicar, who's Jim Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not actually your mum's not, vicar. Not, not, not actually Jimmy my mum's vicar. Not Jimmy Hill, but I say, as we've discussed in the past, um, Jim Hill is a, a regular-ish, semi-regular director on, uh, on on Lovejoy. It's the name of my mum's vicar. So, yeah, so, so we're talking about Series 5, Episode 7, Stones of Destiny. How did we get here? How did we get this far? I don't no, know. No idea. So UK Shared TV, determination. Yes. UK TV Play have been at the thesaurus big oh, no, style. Well, it's just a new word that they haven't used before, I believe. So this week, they describe it as light-hearted drama. They've done that before. Mm -hmm. It's the jean-clad cove of the antiques fairs. What's the definition of a cove? Well, isn't it like a sort of like a... Do you know what? I didn't look it up. My understanding is like a rogue, yeah. But is it... Do you reckon there's a deliberate double you know because they're, they're on a beach am i stretching this too far oh i mean coves i don't of... think the uk tv play summaries are that clever so um, but maybe they were they saw a picture of a cove and and it 
Gave and they were just like, yeah. It so what is, like now it says it's in American slang. If you look it up on the internet, it says, what is a cove person? A cove person. I've never heard of it. Oh, it's a cove person. It's because when you look it up online, it does say it's from, uh, it's possibly from Romany. Like, like, and I actually oh. thought that before I read that. So I think that is correct. Mm. So yeah, and it just means a thing, a person. A thing. But it says here, oh. um, it says American English, but then it says British slang for man, boy, chap or fellow. Yeah. But obviously not, not bloke, oh. presumably. See, I, I think it's, so maybe it does just mean that. But I've always, I, think it's, I draw the line at bloke. It's usually used in a slightly, you know, it doesn't just mean a bloke. It means a bit like a sort of cheeky chappy. Like a dodgy character. I believe, yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's how they're describing it. So he's a cove, a jean-clad cove of the antiques fan. So the, how they describe the episode. Lovejoy and Charlotte's trip away turns into a hunt for a murderer and a rare Celtic cross. That's not quite true because mm. that implies but, they were yeah, on a trip They were away. away. And then they suddenly they just happened upon I know. a mystery. Because I, I was like that. When I read, just read the summary, I was like, well, hang on a minute. Why are they going away together all of a sudden? Is this like some romantic thing? The, this episode is probably not one of my favourites, unsurprisingly being Welsh, but it's, it's a really simple one for us to talk about because there's no real plot. You know, <laughs> the weird Welshman turns up, they go to Wales, and they uncover some sort of, there's a lot of peril. Mm -hmm. A lot of peril. It felt a bit like it jumped the shark to me, this one. I yeah. was like, what the hell is happening? This is it was, it's like, it was Lovejoy and Acid. It was... <laughs> Lovejoy and Acid, yeah. That's a good How title. many, what I liked about it as well is how many, you know, it was, the subplot was simple. It was about a sideboard, for fuck's sake. Yeah, like, yeah the subplot was the most ridiculous. It was. But it was, it was not like because, you know, there was just this kind of, you can tell the budget had gone on the, <laughs> on, on, the on the trip to Wales. Yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, we mentioned this briefly, but the peril has stepped up a notch. Murderer? The peril's stupid. I've stupid written, opened with stupid. peril. So opened with peril. So Would you like to hear what I've said? This is my first, I didn't realise this until I just glanced down now to read it, how stupid this sounds. Go on. My very first note. Gwyn Jones is dead. He was scared. <laughs> <laughs> he was scared. He was scared in the night by some stones. But I mean, he was just near some stones. <laughs> I was, so, yeah. oh, I mean, by, no, not like, ah, a stone! <laughs> It's like, it's like when you see a sign that says, this door is alarmed. <laughs> I was like, come on, I was like, there's a murder. Like, hello, this is like properly. And it's immediate. And it opens with the murder. We get the em murder. Emma's written that. I've written Vicar, Vicar dead, sad face. <laughs> yeah. So Gwyn Jones is dead. He's basically, so we, we open at the standing stone. There's like mist and spooky music and it's nighttime and Gwyn is hanging mm. about there we don't know what he's doing and then he gets blinded by some headlights and sort oh, of yeah. wobbles and like falls off so it's a bit of a weird murder like did they 
Is that how they intended to murder him? Oh, we'll just drive towards him and he'll be so... And then he'll fall off a cliff. I mean, I didn't even realise that he'd fallen down a cliff until, I'm going to say, at least another 45 minutes into the episode. I thought he'd just fallen over next to a stone. Yeah, it looked like he'd just just fallen into a little hole and then died. Did you know that one in ten people who die at Beachy Head die while hilariously pretending to fall off for photo opportunity? That is the kind no. of way I want to die, to be honest. Just Darwinism and death. Yeah. Amazing. The death that gets in the metro. Yeah. And then in the 14 times, 10 years later. Yeah. Oh, so, so then, so he dies and then we see somebody at his graveside sort of vowing revenge. I can't remember exactly what they say, but basically like, I shall avenge you, Gwyn. So I, I've written it down. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Vengeance is mine, what? says the Lord. And What's that from? Uh, the Bible. The Bible. <laughs> I know it's from the Bible. I know it's from the which book deuteronomy we haven't said actually that this episode is set in wales we haven't yet said that Mm. yeah so just for those people apart from i said gwyn jones who aren't watching along with us gwyn jones he could have moved exactly and so i i thought actually so recently it was my birthday and my partner bought for me an ancestry dna thingy and so very excitingly so basically, this episode, I feel very at home because hmm. I am, wait for it, so that my top percentage of ethnicity, I am 43% Welsh. Oh, wowza. Did I'm you more, know that? I'm more Welsh than anything else. But and did you know? I, I had a vague idea that, because I don't know much about my dad's family, and I had a vague idea that they, they were Welsh at some point. Not in the recent past, but yeah, know, going yeah, back yeah. a bit. Um, so I did kind of know, but my ma- I'm mainly Welsh, 43% maybe, Welsh. Maybe she's Welsh than English. So um, that's very exciting. So I feel an affinity with this episode because I am Welsh. Oh, there you go. So anyway, <laughs> Gwyn Jones is dead. Um, He's going to be avenged. Yeah. So that's We're one the, that's minute in and peak peril. That's the main plot. Yeah. And then we have the subplot, which is very light this week. I think to compensate for the extreme peril it's feather light is it me <laughs> or do a lot of the plots involve sideboards i yeah, feel like we've had sideboard based subplots before a lot of sideboards mm. they're not very common and very useful items i mean this is true this is true but it was i was underwhelmed i must say by the sideboard plot it was funny but i mean oh We'll get on to it. We'll get on to it. It wasn't funny so much as the way it was executed was quite funny. And it was quite funny, but it it was sort of bordering on kind of farce. Yeah. It was a bit... It was Theatrical farce. It was purely there as filler to have something to cut away to. It was. Light relief from the peril. Exactly. Yeah. Because Lovejoy and Tinker basically go to pick up the sideboard for Charlie Mm -hmm. from Charlotte. Basically, Charlie's bought this sideboard. Um, And this is when we see Charlotte's a bit uptight she's a bit stressed out but i said i put lovejoy weirdly propositions her for a trip away yeah charlotte is moody so lovejoy suggests they go away together which is weird i mean i wish somebody would do that to me when i was in a mood but again i I found this almost mildly misogynistic because he goes up to her and he sort of he says 
oh, you're working too hard, which is mm. sort of a bit like, so I watched the Borat subsequent movie film last night where he was like, oh, if a woman works, her brain explodes. And it, it was, a, it just <laughs> felt a little I mean, bit, a little bit like that. that. He was like, because it was A, oh, you're a woman, you mustn't push yourself. B, I know what'll sort you out, a shag with me somewhere else. Yeah. I know, it was a bit. I mean, it's just like, oh yeah, great. That's, that's absolutely, Which, you've solved the problem. That's, but, that's a sustainable approach to my well-being. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, it's a bit weird because, yeah, I mean, she turns him down because he it is quite sleazy, actually. It is sleazy. I mean, I think um, he's saying it in a light-hearted way. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But then, and then at this point, this is where we meet the Celtic Cross. So Lovejoy spots it and there's all the tinkly music and they're like, Ooh, yeah. divvy music, divvy music. So I'm guessing, so I'm thinking, oh, this is a real ancient Celtic cross, maybe mm-hmm. quite exciting. Ooh. And that's Charlotte found in a Welsh dresser from Welsh Wales. <laughs> Which is fine because we've already been to Irish Ireland and Scottish Scotland. So it's only that's fair true. that we, we finally go, go to Welsh Wales. Wales. We've even been to Isle of Manish, Isle of Man. I just realised. Yes. I know yes, saying Welsh Wales is Welsh Wales is quite funny. I wonder do people say it to distinguish it from mammal Wales, ocean Wales. If you were on Brain Brain of Britain, the guy who presents that, whatever his name is, would always he so he would say Wales and Wales. Wales. So you would know Wales. probably most presenters on Radio Four. That's how you would know because right, it's a completely different word. So basically, um, yeah, Lovejoy Lovejoy carries on his slight misogyny because. He's then acting to Kate, who's like Charlotte's sister. He's then acting all puzzled that he can't get Charlotte. Why can't he get her? Why can't he get in her pants, basically? Yeah, he wants some insight from Kate. And she's like, like, well, maybe she doesn't fancy you. Maybe she just doesn't. Again, it's that assumption that he's God's gift. Yeah, it's a bit entitled. Mm. I mean, he is God's gift. Uh, But 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 yeah. The thing is, I suppose he has been in that situation where he hasn't. Has anyone knocked Lovejoy back? I can't even remember. Yes. Um, I can't remember specifically who, but yeah, we have definitely I mean, been. Yeah. Charlotte has already, really. And um, no, other people have. Well, C- Victoria Cavero being the obvious one. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, I mean, she still mm. loves him. Yeah, but the weird thing is that, like, he suddenly, basically, he suddenly now fancies her and want, wants to get her. But, like, out of, not out of nowhere, obviously there has been a bit of chemistry between them, but it's like, I would have liked a bit of fourth wall breakage just to be like, yeah, um, you know, going to try and get it on with Charlotte, like bringing us into it a bit. I th- felt it was a bit kind of like voyeuristic. You know, We're just watching him fail. Like, and it sort of come out of nowhere in a way. Suddenly he wants to get her. And I was a bit like, oh, is it one of these things where, you know, he likes the challenge, he likes the chase, and all, which I find a bit, again, a bit sort of. Yeah. Fear. Um, but yeah, anyway, so but, but now we firmly know so this is definitely Lovejoy fancies Charlotte. So, but it doesn't seem to be mutual at this point. Um, and then this, then the guy I, I put, so they're at this auction where the cross is for sale, um, amongst other things. And I've written revenge preacher guy turns up. So the guy that was, <laughs> oh, yes, the guy that was swearing, Do you have, does he have it on his business card? Occupation yeah, revenge yeah. preacher. Yeah, I'm a revenge preacher. The, who we found out it's called Bible Joe. I mean, we love a great nickname. Bible, Bible Joe. Yeah. Bible Joe. Yeah. Revenge Joe. Preacher sounds like a band that Eric would like. Yes. Yes. Oh, Eric. I miss him already. 
Oh, oh. But yeah, so Bible Joe turns up to this sale. Um, and I mean, I'm just as a complete aside, I've put Tink mentions hernias again. I mean, oh, yes. Yeah. He's got real. <laughs> He is a hypochondriac. Yeah. He's a real hypochondriac for the hernias. Because they can't, because the sideboard's really heavy, basically, isn't it? And for some reason, Beth's not around. I'm sure she can. Oh, yes. She probably lift it with like a little finger. Yeah. But, um, but Bible Joe ends up helping them shift this sideboard for Gimbert. Um, yeah. And then, then we finally get to the fourth wall. Right? Yeah, well, actually, before that, so Bible Joe is like, oh, yeah, I want to have a look. Because basically, the auction's not, the viewing for the auction's not open yet. They're just getting all the stuff in. Um, so Charlotte doesn't want anyone to go in, but Lovejoy manages to persuade John, who's like one of the blokes that yeah, works yeah, like, there, to let Bible Joe go in and have a look around. And that is the mistake, mm. dear listener. Um, and then, yeah, and then we have the, some brilliant fourth wall breakage. Well, Lovejoy says Bible Joe is the only honest person in antiques. The only <laughs> honest person. That's why he feels confident to say to John, just let him in, it, like this will be fine. Um, he's not a divvy of people. Yes, yes. It, Clearly, nor is John if he's trusting Lovejoy. Oh, that's all right. Lovejoy said it would be fine. Oh, well, there you are then. Oh, well then. Don't listen to your actual boss. It is quite <laughs> that man. It is very comic because the Lovejoy's there explaining how he's the only honest man, and then we cut to Bible You're Joe nicking stealing, the... stealing the cross out of the auction room. But, and I don't it's think not like a little cross, is it? It's like quite a big. A foot high. You know, isn't it? In Lovejoy's universe, though, we discover, and I don't think I'm giving anything away particularly because, well, you've had 20, no, 30 years to watch it. Uh, so what the hell? Um, he, he is honest in Lovejoy's universe because he's nicked it for a greater good. He's stolen it for That's a reason. True. And we find out later, as you suspect, even at the beginning, you yeah, find that the there start, is a higher motive. He's, he's not nicking it because yeah. he wants the cash. Yeah. Bible Joe yeah. is actually a preacher as well as an antiques dealer. Does he kind I'm of say something like, you know, preacher. he's a preacher, he's an itinerant preacher, but the way he makes money to be able to do that is by selling antiques. Because I guess the preaching is not bringing in the dough. I like the idea that I make money so that I don't make a lot of money, but I try to make money so I can go on holiday and do just bizarre trips. He mm, makes money yeah. so that he can go and, you know, preach. Preach God's word. Preach God's word. He makes the gospel. Better person than me. So then we get the the setup for the the Charlie sideboard thing where we find so basically Charlie's bought this sideboard for a lady friend which actually made me feel a bit sick. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you sorry, but you don't love Charlie. What's wrong with you? I thought uh, we'd been one one over to uh, Charlie's cause. He did look very smart. He did, but so he wants this sideboard zhuzhed up for his lady friend by Monday. He just tickle it up. That up. up. I like the idea of it. Pimp my sideboard. <laughs> He wants it pimped. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't do it by Monday. But basically, I'm quite proud of that. I just want to say I'm quite proud of that comment. <laughs> that was very. Um, uh, yeah. So basically, but then we find out Gimbert has got something on Lovejoy about some constable mm. etchings, or basically, he knows where the bodies are buried over something. Basically, blackmails Lovejoy to do it. So Lovejoy's mm. like, fine, I'll do your sideboard by Monday. So that's the subplot. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sideboard yeah, has very to be very exciting. A sideboard has to be a bit zhuzhed up in 48 hours or whatever. We don't even know how long it is. The point is, well, we don't know. That's the thing. We don't well, even know. True, actually. We don't this, know. Like, we don't know. It's really like, what is, how long is that? Is it a week? Is it a I think the day? suggestion is it's sort of over a weekend. That's what it felt like. Because they did stay in the guest house at least one night, possibly two. 
I feel like they were there for yeah, good. I think two. they were there for more than one night. Yeah. Yeah. And then I forgot the name of the, the preacher guy and I wrote Honest Joe. <laughs> oh, well, honest by, but you can see why you got yeah. Honest Joe, because he then gets followed by some dodgy blokes in a car. Yeah. I've all I wrote was, is he walking back to Wales? Because he sort of marches off going, I've got the cross yeah. now. But you don't get Uber, do you, in that like, bit of... <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's walking by... by some there are no drivers available. You are 30 years too early. <laughs> Your nearest driver is 30, 30 years away. away. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think... Anyway, I mean, they still don't have Uber in Wales. We're in Lavender, yeah. Um, um, basically, yeah, exactly. Well, and I think, I mean, this is a theme through the whole thing. It's like they're going between Suffolk. I mean, for anyone that's not from the UK, this is the eastern edge of the UK, to mm. which we can only assume is West Wales. It looks like West Wales, like on the yeah. western edge of the... Which must be, it was at least on the coast, isn't it? Didn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's a you know, it, I looked it up and also we were told yesterday. <laughs> And so I live about an hour away from where that was filmed. A place okay. San Granog, right? Repeat right, San Granog. You mean it's not really called Penny Fees or whatever? No, Penny Vies, as Tinker Penny would say. Penny Vies. Um, San Granog uh, is about an hour away from me. So for them to drive from Suffolk, and I've done the journey to see my pal Lionel, mm. it's a good oh. four and a half hours. I mean, I noticed that. That I wrote, I even knew that without even looking at where this place was. It was ridiculous how quickly they suddenly got to Wales. Yeah, yes. I assumed Any they were part kind of, of Wales. near Newport, like near, like just as you get into Wales. Yeah, but no, they were right. They were on the coast. coast. They say yeah. they're on the west coast. It's it, definitely. It's a good west five hours, like drive. Yeah, it's miles a long away, away from there, and they seem to be like zipping. Back and forth, like, yeah, and like you say, is he going to walk back? We have no idea. But anyway, he runs away from these dodgy men in the car. Um, Very sensible, because they are and so then, good. And then back at the auction room, obviously, Charlotte is furious with Lovejoy for basically, as she sees it, forcing John to let Bible Joe in and steal mm. the book. Which he didn't and, do, which is a little unfair, is yeah. it? And basically, we, this is where we learn it's part of a set. So these are cool. I wonder if these are actually a thing, because again, obviously, I didn't research it, but I presume they are. Apostle crosses. Apostle so crosses. Twelve small ones, obviously apostles, and one large one, which presumably is representing Jesus. Um, so it's part of this set. A bit like apostle spoons. Yes, yeah. I thought of the spoons immediately. I like an and apostle spoon. Like, apostle crosses are, are real, I think. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense that they would be, doesn't it? And the museum was meant to be coming to value them and value it, and basically, it's potentially quite valuable item, and it's now yeah. been nicked. So obviously, Charlotte is pretty pissed off not with the person that actually stole it with love yeah and she knows where it came from in wales which i've written down very badly penny vies penny vies yeah which is i'm not even going to try to is from in welsh yes yeah so so lovejoy puts two and two together quite quickly <laughs> and then says let's just go to wales so and then and then we also find out because the guys that are chasing Bible Joe have a bit of a discussion. So we find out the main guy is called Jacob. He's who is he? As in the actor. For ages I thought it was like Russell Crowe or somebody, but it just it's, wasn't. Um, and of course I didn't look him up. What's his name? He's really he's he's someone. Like what's the, no, I did look him up and then I didn't actually write it down because that would have been. I looked useful. up Bible Joe because I really recognised him like super. He was a guy called Alan David. Uh, yeah. Jacob was a guy called John. 
John Mitchie. But what's he been in? So, been no, for? I looked him up and it, and it didn't come out as anything that I thought was worth writing down. So therefore, oh, I didn't. How do you put How do you spell it? John? Mitchie, M-I-C-H-I-E. So, I mean, he's been in Casualty. Everyone else has been in Taggart. He's he been in all this stuff. And, oh, Coronation Street. He's been in... Casualty and Holby City. He's been in all yeah. the stuff that everybody else has been in that we've commented on in this podcast. They've all been mm. in Casualty. They've all had their little... I think I recognised him from Coronation Street and Holby City. I think I recognised him from Casualty. Mm. Mm. But he was very handsome and very evil. Yeah, It was a brilliant bit later on, but we'll come to it. So, yeah, so, that's a, he, they're the ones that are chasing him. And then we find out, yeah, so obviously... So the cross is from Penny V, the Bible Joe is from Penny V. There's a bit, a very hilarious bit about how do we pronounce this place. But to be fair to them, they're all pronouncing it because obviously it's, it's something, it's spelt something like, might have this a bit wrong, something like P-E-N-Y-F-F-Y-D-D or something, right? Yeah, yeah. They're all, but they're all saying something like Penny V. They're not going like Pen, Pen Y Vid, Penif, Penif Vid. They're saying it more or less correctly but Tinker feels the need to correct them and be like Penny V's Penny V's, Penny V's. <laughs> um, so yeah they, they do decide to go so Lovejoy and Charlotte decide to go there again I mean this is quite interesting because I see why Lovejoy wants to go because he's always one he's we know he he's loves got being in, in the curiosity yeah. I'm not quite sure why Charlotte feels the need to personally go um, well I, I think I would Lovejoy I think she actually wants to spend time with Lovejoy. I think she's probably kicking herself for allowing the cross to get nicked because she's a control freak and she is a control freak. Yeah. And it wasn't her fault, but she is a control freak. Um, and then possibly she's just a bit intrigued. I mean, this is a woman who has actively said, no, no, I chose to come back to Suffolk, but has previously lived in New York and is probably a little bit bored. By, yeah. You know what I mean? I think there's yeah. multiple reasons because we all know, of course, that in just a few episodes' time, she runs off to North Carolina to rescue Lovejoy. So, uh, <laughs> and we can barely so contain our adventure. You're going to be so disappointed when we get to that episode. You are going to be so disappointed because I'm going to have built it up and built it up, and you're going to be going, "What the hell? <laughs> how? I don't see how we can be disappointed." Oh, you, I, I just, oh, it's oh, not. Wait. It's not possible. Um. So, and they give a bit of history, don't they? So, uh, about what the Celtic crosses in Wales at this point. So, basically, there's a lot of kind of Celtic things, artifacts in the west coast of Wales because Irish monks would travel over the Irish Sea and, and bring things over. So, that's quite interesting, I thought. <laughs> no, a bit. No, it is. It is. <laughs> and then we're just concurring silently. And then they're, they're driving to Wales, and obviously, it's brilliant because they're trying to drive to Wales without a sat nav. How did um, you yes. cope though before sat navs? Because I, I can a I can't read maps because I'm dyspraxic. B I can't read maps in cars because I get car sick. Yeah, I would have not had a hope in hell. But I would yeah, be annoyed though if I was because he's like, right, I know exactly where I'm going. We're going to go off. We're going to find you, cross. We're going to find. Oh, I'll come with you. And there they are in the dark. It did annoy me slightly though because. So that, like, you know, Lovejoy's doing the typical bloke thing of like, no, we're not going to stop and look at the map. No, I know where we're going. I mean, how could he possibly know where <laughs> Penny V is? Like, anyway. Um, and then at Just one drive point, they're, to like, the end of they're, Wales they're at a junction. <laughs> they're at a junction. Charlotte's driving as well, by the way. You know, so they're at a junction and Charlotte's like, okay, which way? And he's like, oh, yes, it's this way, I'm sure. I mean, and he's clearly not sure. Why doesn't she mm. just stop and look at the map? I I'd feel be like, like this I'm is sorry. showing a rare I'm arrogance. taking charge. 
and this is showing a rare arrogance because he's trying to do with directions what he does with antiques and he clearly can't he does not he have can't a, do it. a sixth sense for direction in the way that he has for you know porcelain I just didn't understand why when he's there going oh I don't know which way it is I think it's that way why Charlotte didn't just get the fucking map out and be yeah. like you don't know where we are, Lovejoy. But I'm going to get the map out. know where you are. I'm going to take charge of this situation. Well, it was a nice scene, though. You could see how intimate they were getting yes, as actors. Yes. Or characters. Yeah, it, it did yeah. that job. Yeah, it showed you, know, you that, definitely. But having grown up in rural Wales, driving without sat-nav, dropping a girl off at 2am after meeting them in a farm <laughs> dance, you get fucking lost. Yes, no, I can um, imagine. It's more easy to get lost. It's more easy to get lost than you would think. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But then... They've gone to Wales, but what about Charlie's sideboard? Yes, heaven for friend, we should have forgotten about pimping Charlie's sideboard. I mean, I mean literally, it's, the, it's like meant to be slightly like suspense of like, will they get it done? But we don't care. We don't care about this. It's sideboard. not, a, it's not exciting enough. The stakes are not high enough. The stakes are not high. That I, I want to know if the sideboard the is. Like, I don't care floor. if Charlie's lady friend <laughs> is mildly disappointed. No. And she sideboard. doesn't get a sideboard. In time. Like, in time for what? I mean, the, an urgent sideboard. I've got <laughs> a sideboard emergency, quick. In, her, in so, his defence, it is her birthday. He wants to get it for her birthday. Yeah. I, I don't and know so, why I felt the need to step in there, but... And so basically, every time, <laughs> every time we cut back to this, to, to Suffolk, um, yeah, Beth and Tink are basically covering for Lovejoy in some way. In a more and more elaborate way a each more time. more ridiculous yeah. way. It is funny and it is well done. Yeah, we'll, we'll, come, we'll on come on to that. But it, but there's, oh, you've just missed him. And I have to say, the end is beautiful, though. The the very end, which I know we're nowhere near at the moment because we're going at our usual wonderful pace. <laughs> oh, rambling pace. Um, but the, the, end is, the end is quite smart and clever. Yeah. And very love joy. Yeah. But anyway. I've only got eight more pages of notes, guys. It's fine. Well, so they're, written, they're, they're in Wales. They find the standing stones scared by man in Jaleba. And then I was like, oh, no, wait, he's meant to be a druid. What I've written scary druids wear. Druids don't wear that. It looked bonkers. Did anybody it's else? Because how does Bible Joe get there? Because they decide to get in the car and go presumably fairly quickly. Bible Joe, how has he travelled this? Uber. Morning? What is it, like 200 miles? <laughs> no, 300 miles. Like a it's long miles, time. yeah. He just got He just got lucky. He just sort of flagged down a car. And they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to Pennyville oh, Standing Stone. The funny thing is, we, we are actually going to exactly the same bit of Wales from Suffolk that you're going to. What are the chances? Amazing. Mm. Lucky, lucky Joe. There you go, lucky so, Joe. So basically, Lovejoy and Charlotte arrive at the Standing Stones and someone is there. And I thought, I thought initially it might be Bible Joe. Mm. Yes, mm. I did initially. Um, but uh, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's a druid. <laughs> Although, Allegedly. I think we, 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 Sorry, we must druids. at this point disclaimer with the fact that we know druids aren't really like that they don't wear the robes they're an infant blah 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 um so basically and he explains that yeah the druid he's like oh we're doing a private druid ceremony but he's quite young and posh he doesn't i mean not that i've got a stereotype of druids in my head he doesn't have enough hair no way, not enough beard not enough yeah. beard yeah. well i told you didn't i the only druid i've ever met worked in lloyd's bank during the day so and the druid i know is a vet so yeah, so they ask him how to get to, they ask the Druid how to get to Penny V. I mean, so basically they're just asking for directions. So 
do they actually know that the standing stones have got anything to do with anything at this point or do they I think I, they I did think I think it's coincidental instead of stopping at a pub which you know is a sensible thing to do if you're lost no 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 they don't stop at a pub they stop at random standing stones with a random weird guy in a hood looking a bit dodgy yeah, no, he and they, looks yeah. he they get out of the car they walk I mean it's quite it's like next to the they get out of the car they walk down this thing into the misty standing stone creepy place just to ask for direction I have a question about Welsh standing stones so I thought they didn't exist but actually they do yeah so it's basically but do they exist there is my question yeah um those standing stones aren't famous because I oh yeah. the era, uh, the the national Eisteddfod of Wales. So every town that gets an Eisteddfod, which you get the druids in with all the whole kind of PPE now, basically that's what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> every oh, town sometimes. gets standing stones, and people go there mainly to drink alcohol and do drugs because it's a focal point where people go. You don't yeah, get, yeah. I don't know an actual druid. But we do, well, I've written it down here, so fingers crossed we do. We realise after they sort of go on their way that the dodgy druid <laughs> is associated with the people in the red van. Jake, yeah, the Jacob. Jacob. Yeah. Because if we realise, well, I didn't realise they were associated to that point. I just, we see Jacob is there, but I don't think I necessarily connected mm. them because I was a bit slow. But yeah. So how did they... How did they find a guest house? Because this was also in the days before TripAdvisor. It doesn't sound like he's done any research. I think they just, they, go, they find Penny. They just saw it. Because they obviously haven't booked ahead. It's not like they've gone on booking.com or yeah, late no, rooms. It was weird, wasn't it, though? Because the, that whole village had been bought up. Yeah, yeah. they wouldn't know that. There wouldn't have been anybody booked anyway because the people thought they were going to have to leave. But they didn't know any of this before. But that's a real there. place, that Penta yeah. Arms, isn't it? Yeah, so it's in Thangranog. So um, the reason why I know Thangranog is, um, <laughs> you can even imagine, it, it's, it's still there, but it's a, uh, there's a camp there mm. for, for, for a Welsh language camp. Mm-hmm. Which every school child who went to, who went to a Welsh school, so Llanelli, for example, has five schools, mm-hmm. one of which is Welsh. The other schools couldn't go there because they because the kids weren't taught in first language Welsh. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's not as that's not divisive in any way. I mean, I did think you were going to say that because I do have Welsh friends. So yeah, and it's <laughs> yeah. like so, but it's based in Llanelli, and we used to, but you know, we'd go there. So in the summer, they'd rent it out to like corporate people. So mm. it was cheaper for the schools to have them in the winter. So can you imagine going to a beach? Because it looked shit oh my God, in the yeah. episode. Oh, yeah. It looked really awful in the episode, didn't it? And Charlotte was going on about how beautiful it was. And I was like, I love like, the I, it, it was so Welsh. She seemed very, very keen on being in Wales. Whereas just extremely, she'd been like, no, 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 I'm staying in Suffolk. I was like, yeah. right, you want to go to Paris? You want to stay in Suffolk, but you would go to rural Wales. Rural Wales. Wales. That is the arse end of nowhere. (laughs) It's true. But Wales has more more in common with Suffolk than it has with New York or Paris, to be fair. It's quite weird in the town because everything's kind of closing down, which is Mm, weird. So everything's getting boarded up up and people are like, yeah, yeah. which is a bit, they're like, what's going on here? Um, And then they find out somebody's bought up the entire village so the guest mm-hmm. house woman is like we're all moving out so i guess you can stay because you know we're going tomorrow or whatever 
And can I just say, the reason why it's been bought all the way through, I was like, oh, why? Why? Is and the reason is so stupid at the end. I was like, that doesn't make, yeah, oh, we'll really get to dumb. it. I was like, that is ridiculous. <laughs> I remember I'm, being underwhelmed, though. It was but, extremely yeah. underwhelming. But anyway, someone's, I think they just, because I think it's a small village. I think in terms of how they found the place, they just drive through the village until they see a sign that says hotel or guest house or B&B yeah, or whatever yeah. it says. Because it's only a little village by the sea. Um, so they find, and so the landlady's like, well, yeah, you can stay here. I mean, we're not really open, but you're, you clearly, it's like nighttime, you're, you need somewhere to stay. And she's a nice lady, Mrs. Yeah, Thorne. she was lovely, she's actually, quite, very likeable. She's quite an important character in it. She isn't is. She? And mm. she's a lovely, she's a lovely lady. Did you spot who the B&B woman was? I definitely mm, recognise. No. Go on, put was. us out of our misery. So, and this is why I love this. The you would recognise her from Casualty. Stacey. No, really. Oh. She is Doris next door. Oh, of course she is. Now you say that, I can see that. Yeah. So, how old do you think she was in that episode with her family? Oh God, yes. Yeah. I mean, she must only be like forty or something. No, thirty. Is she a bit like Stephanie Cole though? Because Stephanie Cole has been the same age for forty years, isn't she? So I have to make a special point of order of, could you imagine anywhere today where the landlady, a bit, a bit, an extra basically, is smoking a fag in a kitchen, running the B&B, which I love that. She was 67 when she started in that episode. How old is she now? Bloody hell. Uh, no, well, she's, she's not getting any older because she died in 2001. Oh. oh, there you go. Yeah, but um, she was cool. So it's um, a bit like Australia, where you've only got like five actors. Yeah, but yeah, but also they only use three actors in of Welsh actors in this episode. Right? <laughs> you've got Bible Joe, you've got Doris, right, and you've got the weird vicar guy. Mm. Yeah, that's oh, it. Oh yes, please come in. So they someone has bought all the village and all the land, and everyone's been given twenty-eight days' notice to leave. Um, it's a bit sad. It's very and sad. Charlotte says she, she likes the little village, especially after New York. So I was like, Suffolk was obviously too bustling for Charlotte. Now she's yeah, like, too excited. Like derelict village. Yeah. On the, on the west coast of quite a bleak yeah. looking derelict village. And then But they have um, a nice chat, don't they? They Love do. Joy and Charlotte, they have a moment. And Nothing I've said Adrian. they play the Love Joy is in Love music. They play that. But yes. They play the Love Joy theme. It yeah, seems like the, the Love Joy light motif. But the funny, the funny thing is they, they basically, so they, they have a bit of a moment like that you think they might kiss. But also Kate has told Charlotte that Love Joy fancies her. It's basically like this. Oh, yeah. My it mess. really is. It's like, oh my God, it's a bit like your adults. This is ridiculous. Anyway, so yeah, they, they, so they have this moment. Charlotte's talking about how she could settle down in a place like this. And it is very beautiful, the view of the sea and everything like that. Uh, and then, yeah, the host, Mrs. Thorne barges in with Coco. <laughs> the moment is, and then the moment is broken. Interestingly, she comes in with Coco and she actually says to Lovejoy something like, are you going to have it in here or in your room? And Charlotte's like, oh, well, I think we should be getting to sleep now. So... It's a bit weird, like the spell was well and truly broken because she was fully going in for the snog. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was. prior to that. And then come on, you to catch yourself. Yeah, but what happens in that. Wales stays in Wales. I mean, they're away, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I love the <laughs> that fact well that... phrase. I love the what fact that to Wales, us, Wales. Wales is the equivalent for Las Vegas in Britain. This is <laughs> some... <laughs> yeah. 
So Playboy's Playground, Wales. And then I've just written Jacob stalking a pub. So basically Jacob is like just hanging about being dodgy. Oh yeah, I've written the dodgy druids know where they're staying. I've written, why does Lovejoy know all these loony religious people? Because we've seen a lot of loony religious people, mainly in the episodes that are set in the Celtic fringes. Oh, you could get a whole essay out of that. You really could. The lunatic fringe. Oh, you really could. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, then we've got to go back to the sideboard. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about the sideboard. Obviously. So Charlie phones up looking for Lovejoy and Tink pretends to sort of be him. Well, he sort of, he answers the phone and he's like, oh, Lovejoy, Charlie wants to know when you're going to get the sideboard ready. And he's like, <laughs> that comes over brilliantly on, on audio, I'm sure. <laughs> Basically, he, he muffles the phone and pretends that. Yeah, pretend, he does the like, does the like. <laughs> yeah. Charlie is convinced. And then we go back then to Mrs. Wales. Thorne does her exposition, doesn't she? Mrs. gives us the lowdown, which is excellent. So basically, we find out that old Gwyn, Gwyn Jones, was Bible Joe's uncle. Mm-hmm. And Bible Joe believes that old Gwyn was murdered. Because I guess everyone thinks it was an accident, like he fell off the cliff in the yeah. dark. Poor old Gwyn. But Bible Joe thinks he was murdered um, and is like trying to investigate it basically if that's what we find out from mrs thorne and actually this is when we see in daylight the view because when they arrive mm-hmm. it's nighttime yeah. we see oh, yeah. actually, it is very beautiful it is beautiful, it is beautiful. but she doesn't she say about uh, bible joe well he uh, he knew not bible joe sorry about gwyn gwyn jones so they might as well call him welshy mcwelsh face <laughs> <laughs> the names are always like that the names are always like that like scottish people are always called like you know hamish mcsporran <laughs> Amish McSporran, that's amazing. But she says, you know, he knew the ground so well. There's no way this would have happened. This he's always sort of trodden this particular bit of ground. He wouldn't yeah. make that mistake. So it, it was suspicious. Yeah, yeah. Murder. At that point, I was like, but he could have had a stroke. So I mean, I've been pissed. Uh, for some reason. I've put murder in like inverted commas, even though I know it's but murder. Still, it wasn't really, well, it wasn't really a murder. Really, he just got a bit startled by some light, like. Yes, but they were maliciously startling him, weren't they? They were. Ooh, so anyway, so Lovejoy's like, okay, here's a, like, right, let's try and, because f- basically they're trying to find Bible Joe, aren't they, to sort of, mm. so they think, okay, right, a good starting point would be Old Gwyn's house, which is where Bible Joe used to stay when he was in Penny Veith, mm-hmm. which is a bit, but I, I, I at this point, it's, like, it's a bit unethical. I know they're not really bothered about ethics in Lovejoy. Yeah. But like, but they, they just, just go in. to his house, do they break in? Like, how do they get in? Or does people just leave their houses open? But they always do. It's a bit like in, I know we've said this before, but like in house where they just say, oh, this person has some mysterious bacterial mm. infection. We'll just go to their apartment and have a look around and see if we can find what it is. And they always just manage to get in. No one ever says, how the hell did you get in? And this is yeah. the British I, I, equivalent. And we expect nothing less from Lovejoy, but Charlotte is quite happy to go along with it. She's like, yeah, cool. Let's just break into this house. She wants a bit of excitement. Who wouldn't? Um, and then, mm. but then it was the right thing to do because Bible Joe is there, but he'll only talk mm. to Lovejoy alone. And he'll talk, to, he'll talk to Lovejoy, but not to Charlotte. And he says he may be because basically one of the things that Lovejoy wants to do is find the set of crosses. Oh yes. And Bible Joe says I might mm. know where the other crosses are. Teaser, Lovejoy. I might, I maybe I know where mm. they are. So and then, and then again, the dodgy Jacob is there, and we. We find out that Jacob's, like, you know, accomplices are called Stuart and Graham. I mean, like, the most 90s <laughs> name. Yeah. Like, 
Like, <laughs> okay. I did actually love these bad guys. They were so lie. brilliant. So yeah, so Stuart Graham and Jacob are watching Old Gwyn's house. <laughs> they see Lovejoy and Charlotte go in, um, and they basically they are like, right, we've got to find out about these characters. Who are these people? They're on our patch. They're sniffing around. We need to like find out about them and stuff. Um, and then obviously Lovejoy tells Charlotte, you know, Bible Joe was in the house, but he didn't want to talk to me with you there. So I'm going to go back um, and see him. But then we see the, as I've called them, the baddies mm, yes. go into the house as well. So oh, it's just... Uh, it's just when Charlotte gets miffed when he comes back and said, well, you haven't done, you've lived me on this wild goose chase and you haven't done anything. And I thought he was, yeah, he could have gone yeah on this is a bit, well, I mean, he she wanted to go. Because basically, basically Lovejoy goes back to the house to talk to Bible Joe. Bible Joe's gone, but he's had time to, to leave a mysterious a message. Bible reference on the door, Matthew 18. Uh, yes. I knew you, what you, this was. Yes, I knew, I what knew you was. would know. He went to the I church. I knew you would know as well. Yeah. Where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Because they used to open uh, morning prayer services with that um, mm. in uh, when, I, when I was at in university. So Charlotte is really pissed off with Lovejoy. She th actually thinks he was lying. She says, yeah. oh, he was never there. How dare you, you know, leave me on this wild goose chase, as you say. Walk and then Jacob is in the stalking them. Cold. That beach did look a bit miserable. I'm not it did. Um, but then Lovejoy has to go to the library to look up the Bible first. <laughs> <laughs> can't, just look, can't just look on his phone. Nope. Oh, it's a sad, a sad... Uh, well, it's, it says something about his education as well, doesn't it? Because... He should have just known what it was. I thought that he might have done them because haven't we come across him knowing things? Certainly classics we have, and and uh, but I'm sure he's known religious references before. Oh, he would have loved. And that's quite then. a well-known one. You know, that's a well-known yeah. verse in the same way that Jesus wept is is the shortest shortest verse in the Bible, famously. Do you know what I was about to say? I was going to say, well, it had to be a well-known one because why else would Joe have written it down as though Joe was a real person who definitely needed yeah. to give the he real person of Joe an actual message? Uh, <laughs> no, um, they're not real. Like, he could just written, I'm in the chapel. But the library is the library is also getting packed up because the library is also having, like, everyone had to clear out of this mm. village, remember? But they still have the Bible out because. The good book, you know, is, is always there. Um, so, so then we go back to the sideboard. So this time, what, what <laughs> is um, Lovejoy, sorry, Beth and Tink's method to uh, throw Charlie off the scent? They say, oh, Lovejoy was here. Yeah, yeah, but he's been working so hard on your sideboard all morning. He's had to go down the pub to get some lunch, hasn't he? Yeah. This was beautifully done. I have this to say, well it was beautiful. I like done. this. Same. I love that Beth has already ingratiated herself enough with the pub that they helped her to pull this off. Yeah. I guess because Lovejoy is ingratiating yeah. <laughs> himself in the pub. I really she, like this. It was very good. So she pootles but off Tinker to the... But Tinker hasn't ingratiated himself with he's, the pub. He's because barred. Tinker says, well, I can't. I can't talk to him. I'm persona non grata. So you're going to have to do it, Beth. I mean, I know it wouldn't have been as funny, but Beth could have phoned up. But anyway, if she'd done that, it wouldn't have been yeah. so funny. So what she does do is go on her bike across the fields to the pub and like... Get them to pretend that she Lovejoy keeps just, just missing Charlie. Just yeah. missing Charlie. Very classical and very yeah. good. But it's she does get there. Good. And Charlie Charlie comes in and says to the landlord, Where's Lovejoy? He's here, isn't he? And the landlord says, Oh, you just missed him, Charlie. Bad luck. He was here. Yeah, he was. And I, I was kind of mystified by this point about just what had happened. And then Beth just pops up. I know, yeah. that was really yeah. nice. In the bar. It was, was very, like, very good. Thanks. It was I love, I love Beth. <laughs> yeah. So then Charlotte is, so Charlotte's really pissed off at this point. She's like, we've come all the way here. 
Lovejoy is lying to me about seeing Bible Joe. Why are we here? This is pointless. He's trying to phone Kate, I guess, just to like give her the lowdown. So she has to find a phone box because the oh, phone yeah. in the hotel's already been cut off because everyone's having to move out. And then Jacob is stalking her. So he uh, engineered- Here I've written, Jacob Armstrong is the baddie and <laughs> a historian. <laughs> <laughs> no one who studies history can possibly be evil. I'm sure we've had baddie historians before in Lovejoy. I think we've Maybe. had baddie I feel like, yeah, he's like a baddie academic. But these are real, but these are baddie historians who manage to be a cross between historians and James Bond villains. They're or like, like, or like James mm, Bond villains. Or like an they evil Indiana Jones. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It's very of its time though. There were a lot of films in the late 80s, early 90s with people like that it's all a bit like have you ever seen stuff like romancing the stone and those sorts of <gasps> yes Rom- isn't that a great film like yeah, it was yeah. very much like that anyway it i'm jumping was. ahead it was so jacob basically engineers a meeting he reverses his car into her car or something and then exchanges details for the insurance and it's like oh charles cavendish i know your father and basically convinced ingratiates himself with her um so yeah and then and then I don't know, she, I don't know how we find out. Then we find out about the ledge, local legend of the Celtic chapel. I'm, I, I haven't mm-hmm. heard how we find it so out. There's a Celtic chapel in the cliffside that's in the actual Which cliffs. is very beautiful. So there's a 12th century. I think, did he read about it in the library? Because he went to the library to look at Maybe. the Maybe. Also got this bit of info from that. Yeah, so there's, there's a Celtic chapel in one of the sea caves. It's basically a 12th century text. I thought you read about it in the in the chapel. Didn't you get told about it in the little chapel that he went oh, into? Oh, maybe. Didn't the vicar yeah. tell him about it. I, oh, yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember how he finds out. But there's a 12th century text that references this Celtic chapel in one of the sea caves. And Lovejoy's like, aha, that's where the cross came from. Maybe there's other crosses there. We need to find this chapel. So we're now on the hunt for this chapel. Um, whereas Charlotte, in the meantime, has been like seduced, not necessarily in a sexual well, way, although yeah. a bit. She's been told, come back to my big house and have a come shower. Come back to my big house and have a shower and use the phone. Yeah, I mean, that's... And that's to be fair, serious. if I'd spent 24 hours with no hot water and somebody... Oh, said, yeah, because the home cell has like no facilities because obviously they're closed they haven't yeah. got hot water yeah. got, they probably haven't even got broadband um you didn't so, have dial up in them days <laughs> is it mrs thorne who says at this point i presume it's lovejoy because i've written it down then clearly i was laughing too much to write anything else i've written down these academics whatever they call themselves and then yeah. i've written oh my god they're the bad guys <laughs> it's gonna get over it oh, i wasn't gonna academic. accept it Facts. yeah it's basically yeah because lovejoy decides because mrs thorne has got all the local knowledge she's great so lovejoy asked her about the druids um and she's like oh yeah there used to be these druids that came but now there's different druids and not the same ones <laughs> replace new druids. druids they gather at the chapel and then lovejoy's like ah oh, mm. The chapel where two or three are gathered in my name. name the there am I in the midst of them. Mm. And, and also, the- Druid wouldn't go to a bloody Welsh chapel, would they? It. I know, because he does. I was confused <laughs> at that. I was like, am I hearing this right? The Druids hang out at the chapel. Anyway, that's how you the- know they're not real Druids. I like the ideas of ju- Druids hanging out. Yeah, like just having a little Druid, Druid rave. So, Ludwig <laughs> goes, goes to the chapel, and there's a sign saying, Do not enter. These premises are now private property. So, again, the chapel has been sold. 
along with mm. the rest of the village. Oh, God, that's really sad. And yeah. but, but Lovejoy has figured out Joe's clever clue because Bible Joe is there and, and he's got the cross with him. And he's mm-hmm. just displaying it in the middle of the chapel. Well, it should yeah, be. But it right. looks very beautiful, it is. though. But it, it, is it does look very beautiful. And we sort, of st- we sort of get to the bottom of it. Because I, I, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be wrapped up far too quickly. And then, and then it wasn't. The weird thing is, because Lovejoy's already figured out that there's this chapel and that's where the crosses are. So when Bible Joe reveals, in inverted commas, that there's this chapel in the sea caves and the crosses are there, Lovejoy's like, yeah, I know that already. Yeah. Like really like a, a really bit all over the place, flat isn't it? Yeah. reveal. I was a bit like, oh, but we know that. But yeah, so Lovejoy was right. And then so but he, Bible Joe does explain a bit more about um Gwyn. So basically Gwyn was yeah. killed because the academics were also looking so Gwyn was looking for the chapel and the crosses. These academics are also looking for the chapel and the crosses. Um but the weird I I was like, well, that makes no sense because clearly these academics still don't know where the chapel is. Why would you kill yeah. the person, the person that knows where the chapel is? Where the chapel is? Oh, so maybe it was an accident. Maybe they did just frighten him by accident. It was really bizarre. We never really got to the bottom of this, and it didn't really make sense. Whereas I've written, meanwhile, Charlotte has once again befriended a slimy bloke who is up to no good. Really nineties hair. This he? is a Charlotte yeah, theme, and actually, there's a quote in episode one of series six where this sort of thing happens. Well, not quite this, but. And she mm. says to Lovejoy, what a fool you must think I've been. And Lovejoy says, no more than usual, Charlotte. It, she's just oh, become, I know, she's a bit oh, mean. You're a and, fool to yourself, as my mother-in-law would but say. But she's so you're easily... becoming a fool to yourself. So easily flattered by these, again, always awful swans. I mean, he was handsome. No, he wasn't. No, he's not handsome. He's very astrotty-looking. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, but don't worry because Lovejoy goes to the big house. Yeah, I think we've actually probably the academics are staying in this big, like the mansion house of the village, which is up for sale at the moment for one point eight million, which is about the price of a flat in Amsterdam in real life. If we pull together, yeah, in real life, we've had some insider information here. So the house, we could talk. Yes, go to talk about the house. Right, as Doris said, oh, they're up for the big house, aren't they? <laughs> so I know the house quite well because when I was 17, I did a sociology A level. Uh, we we could choose like a project. So whilst a few of my classmates chose crime in 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 a, in the town council estates and teenage pregnancies, I chose the role of the aristocracy in the 21st century. That site. sounds really interesting. So basically meant that I I would visit um, Aristos and have mm-hmm. tea with them. And it was That's that was very clever. I'm just going to put that out there. That's amazing. We've got an A just for the idea of the Yeah, book. you should. I, a pal, a pal of mine, his grandfather, Sir David Mansell Lewis, uh, did my first thing and mm-hmm. uh, made my, um, an estate around the corner from me. So he said, my friend, um, Lord Lloyd George, uh, he'll talk to you. So he set it up. So Lord Lloyd George was Lloyd George's grandson. Wow. Of, wow. of the Prime Minister. And I went to his house in Boncath, which I, again, pre-sat-nav, no map, vague thing, just driving around for like two hours. Um, <laughs> and that was fantastic. And they, and they didn't have a house in Wales, and that's where they bought the house. They bought the house about a year before this was filmed there. Mm-hmm. It's okay. a beautiful house. As it well. is a beautiful house. When it yeah. went to film, I was like, man, why am I not 
living in that house. I don't understand what's going yeah. on. Do you know, and and do you know how much how much is for sale for? This house is for sale for one point. Oh, I've I've seen it. One poly. One poly. One point eight million. Is that all? In I was going to say ten million. Have their house in Boncaf, which stars here, which is crazy. But bon then Boncaf. Boncaf. It's a great name. I'd live somewhere called Boncaf just because it's got the word bonk in it. Well, we were worrying that bonk was going out of fashion, but now I'm like, it's a great word, bonk. Let's buy a house in Boncaf. Yeah, it and put it on Airbnb. Yeah, so the house is beautiful and, and it had been done up by Lloyd George's um, grandson when they moved in. Mm -hmm. So, but kind of in a, the only 90s thing, if you notice the curtains, you know when Lovejoy jumped out the window, there oh, yes. 90s curtains. So yeah, so the house itself, when I was with Lord Lloyd George, he was talking about, it just, you know, he was basically a businessman who moved to Wales. He had fuck off mm. with being an Aristo or, you know, he, they bought yeah. the house. So it was very interesting from that sort mm. of thing because they bought the house. You know, it wasn't as if he'd been in his family for 400 years. Like Charlie? Yes. Yeah. It wasn't really like Charlie, though. So if we pull together, I think we could buy it and move in. If we pull together, we could raise 1.8 million. Yeah, us and all our listeners, one pound each. Oh, and all our listeners thought we meant the three of us. I was <laughs> like, what, three of us. what have you done that I don't know about? That you've... <laughs> I mean, I've got about, like... I've yeah. got 10p and a bag of crisps. I'll yeah, I was right. going to say, If yeah. I sell my house, maybe you'll get some, but not 1.8 million. No, uh, no. It is a beautiful house, so it's lovely. So yeah, they're in this. They're in this house, and so Charlotte's gone there, you know, to be. But really, they they. The thing is, you kind of get the impression they haven't got like sinister intentions. They're not going to kill Charlotte. They just want to keep her out of the way. They literally, but don't they say at one point they just want to keep her out of the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're kind of still, you know, so they've got a nice room for her to. They're kind of looking after her, but with bad intentions. And then we, they're in this big house, and then we find out they've got this whole like control room. It's the only way I can describe it. Like map. This is the yeah. bit that all looked a bit James Bond stroke Doctor Evil, depending on what your frame of reference is. So they were looking for some. They're talking about looking for a wreck off the coast of Bermuda, and I was like, they're like, yes. When we're finished here, we'll go to Bermuda, and I was like, what the hell? What the hell? These what aren't real that? academics. I said at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Lovejoy and Joe, they I guess they find this scrap of paper in the cross, which I don't know why they haven't noticed it before, or I'm a bit confused about that bit. Mm. But anyway, it's in Greek. Um, and so Lovejoy thinks Charlotte can translate it. Again, I thought he yeah. would know Greek. I thought there was stuff in the... I mean, even I can read Greek. Of course you can, Helen. It's another language. Of course you can, Helen. Of course you can. That's <laughs> not, don't can't. say that as though we're all surprised that you can read Greek. <laughs> no idea. Means I'm tired from can the journey. Can I get a taxi? Oh, um, yeah. So, so basically, Lovejoy and this point in my notes, I started abbreviating Bible Joe mm -hmm. oh. as BJ and BJ. LJ and BJ. I've got LJ all the way through, but I've kept Bible Joe's Bible Joe from deference to the good book, I imagine. <laughs> I can't possibly that. shorten Bible. <laughs> the word the Bible. B. <laughs> BJ. Anyway, BJ and LJ are at the big house. BJ and LJ go to the house. I thought it was a bit risky for BJ to go, really, wasn't it? I mean, he didn't yeah. need to go because they're looking for him. They want to, but maybe he had to show off Joy Eldre where it was. Mm. Couldn't he just said, "You mm. carry on down that road. You take a left. You 
Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't miss it. It's a massive house. Yeah, it's like literally. It's a massive right. house. The only one here. 47 so, bedroom house. But then, we, and then at this point, we return to the sideboard plot. This is where, like, Charlie turns up. I don't know how they, <laughs> how they know amazing. he's going to, how they know he's on the way. Like, maybe he calls up first or something. But anyway, Charlie turns up and Beth is in a full-on, like, welder's outfit. Welding. <laughs> I mean, even welding like, away, having a good old weld. I mean, even, like, even I'm pretty sure you don't weld a sideboard. Yeah, but and also she was clearly a girl dressed up. Like, I mean, there was no the leather on. That being of, I mean, she did have that on. But she had the leather. Also... She had the leather jacket on, and um, I mean, he's quite short in McShane. We've mentioned. This I mean, before. he is quite short. There I probably suppose, isn't that but... much height different, to be fair. But this was a bit audacious. Charlie wants to get Lovejoy's signature for the tenancy agreement. But oh, I think yes. Charlie knows something is up. So yeah. Charlie is kind of like uh, that something weird is going on. This is what I'm gonna do. But then Charlie's so bloody I don't know what the word is. It's not innocent, is it? I don't know what it is. It's like he wants to believe that everything's actually all right. I think as well, like the sideboard is getting done. Yeah, he can so see that, that's that the other thing. Yeah. That's the other pointless thing about this subplot. It's not even like they're not doing, they are actually doing the thing anyway. So like, Charlie doesn't care really, does he? If Lovejoy's going to do it or someone else is going to do it. I don't know, yeah. maybe, maybe, but... Uh, I, think, I think probably so he can see, he can see he goes, it getting done. So he's like, oh, fine. He goes all the way up to Beth, who, let's face it, is female and black, <laughs> so not... Yeah. And she, she carries on having a good old weld and signs it. Yeah. Yeah. And because she's got the big welder's gloves on, she oh, can yeah. really just write LJ Anything. and it'll be fine. And he's like, oh, next time, take your gloves off. I'm like, Charlie, that's not Lovejoy. How stupid are you? <laughs> like, just it is quite funny. Up, like... well, do you think he knows? Because when he, comes, was very when he comes the next time, he obviously knows, which is yeah. what, at, the, at the very end. So. so, but then we go back to Wales and Charlotte does translate this, this bit of Greek. And basically, as they suspected yeah. it's instructions of how to find how did he get in does he come through the window like the milk tray man I yeah can't yeah i thought he did yeah, it was, he it was the era of the cadbury's milk tray man which was sinister <laughs> as did anyone else used to think that advert was horrible oh yeah you wouldn't make that advert now would you yeah. shimmy like out was... the drain pipe and come in the window with a box of chocolates you wouldn't you wouldn't make that advert now yeah. I mean, for Thornton's, yes. I would cut if somebody came up my drain pipe and got in the window and he had a box. Oh, if it was those Monty Bojangle things. Monty Bojangle. Yeah, but but I you mean, know, a box of milk tray that you can get off the shelf in Tesco. If anyone, if the press office of Monty Bojangles are listening and want to send us some some merch, yeah, we'll have to be yeah, we'll them. them. That would be great. Yeah, I've written Charlotte translates the Greek, then has bath, then listens in on bad guys. Yeah, so, so basically, then, this obviously, obviously, Lovejoy already says to her, "Look, these guys are not good guys." Like, and she does kind of trust she him. She seems to like, just go with it, though. She's like, oh, yeah. fair enough." And then, and then a lovely shower. And then she gets a hot bath. Yeah, and then, and then obviously, it's confirmed to her when she overhears them saying, "Basically, this is where we discover that they've got all the other crosses except one." So basically, they need this one mm. Bible Joe's one to complete the set. So yeah, so she knows that she, she now is also knows that they're baddies. And then I've written literally BJ and LJ go to the Standing Stones. The Druids are there climbing down the cliffs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Druids are stones clambering down ladder to the sea. Helen, are you they just writing the... They hit a monk the... with a spade. <laughs> 
Helen is Helen's just writing the audio description at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Druids, they basically they're going down to where the chapel is and collecting the crosses and putting them in the van or something. Yeah. I, mean, I got a bit confused yeah. at this point, but I was just so sidetracked by the fact we were going to get dress up Lovejoy for the first time in ages. I knew you. I and knew you. Religious dress up Lovejoy as well. I mean, not as good as not as good as Lovejoy the priest. No, but but um, a close second. I do I do quite like you know. And at this point, I was like, I mean, I just didn't really get what's going on. I was like, these druids are they something to do with the academics? Are they there? Are they like their crew? <laughs> at least I put on? that together. <laughs> I just was like, but and it then, was an yeah. unlikely pairing, wasn't it? It was an unlikely. The whole situation was. I mean, were they druids or were they just like, um, you know, somewhat they were druids. No, they or were. were they, or were they students trying to earn a few extra? I think research I'm, I'm students. Put, at this point, I was watching this with my husband, and he turned to me and he went, "Oh, it's gone very Indiana Jones, hasn't it?" It, it was all very. Oh, Indiana it's very Jones. Indiana Jones at this point. Um, so basically, mm. BJ dresses up as a druid and lamps one of the druids over the head. It was great. Um, there was, it was very I mean, farcical. I mean, it was. And I had to, in this episode, I had to keep rewinding a little bit. Yes. Because mm. I literally would just like look look out the window or look away for like a second, and I was like, "What's just happened? I don't know what's <laughs> happened." And this is one of these points where I had to rewind it and be like, "What?" So basically, yeah, Bible Joe dresses up as a druid, lamps one of the druids. Lovejoy dresses up as a druid. And then Jacob and Stuart are going somewhere. And then Lovejoy and Bible Joe follow the Druids, sure. dressed as the Druids. Um, and then I was like, would the hood, I mean, presumably they know each other. And like, would these hoods really conceal you? They can still see your face. No. Yeah, but you know, would a welding yeah. shield really? Um, More than a the hood. I guess. Yeah, they would have been better off in a welder's mask, really, wouldn't they? Yeah. Although they would have stuck out of it then. But they, it doesn't also, matter because they get caught anyway. <laughs> also, also, it doesn't seem like the chapel was that hard to find. Like, no, I mean, it's right there. It. Everyone's been trying to find it for 800 years. And then literally you go down the cliff from the stones and it's there. Lovejoy <laughs> rarely gets like scene dressing wrong, but why did they put candles and crosses in the cave? Because it was meant to be like because a the chapel, um, yeah, like were, a Celtic Christian space. But they, but they were just, you know, they were putting everything in boxes to take them oh, out. Oh, I see what you mean. Why did mm. they get the bother? They could have just put electric. There's a tapestry up there. A tapestry is not going to last two minutes in a, in a cave. In a wet cave. Oh, but I do love a cave. I, I do love a, a good, good cave. So I love yeah. them going. They go into the cave, and I was just like, oh, I love a cave. This all gets implausibly perilous now. Yeah. Yeah. So Lovejoy and Bible Joe get caught, but well, don't worry. Lovejoy gets because... the fields. Gets all the fields, doesn't he? He does. He feels for the crosses. Oh, yes, he does. It's mm. all, all spooky music and all that malarkey. You know what I did like, because it's going to be relevant in a minute, was when he says, you know, you, you go and have your bath, you enjoy your bath to Charlotte. And Charlotte mm. says, be careful, Lovejoy. And you think, oh, she cares. Oh, she does care. She does care. Yeah. But and she's and so Jacob and Stuart have turned up. So this is where we see like, OK, they are all in together. And Charlotte has stowed away in the back of um, Jacob's car in a Druid outfit. They're all in the Druid That's that. So that to me was put that on. That to me was like they've got some sort of ESP thing going on between them because she's like, oh, I better put this on. You never know when this is going to come in handy. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Why has she put that on? It's very weird. <laughs> um, but then also, this is where it does go really well. This is why I think it's quite James Bond or even Austin yeah. Powers. So basically, it, yeah. they capture they capture Lovejoy and, and Bible Joe. They sort of tie them up in the cave. 
They all can do I it. can I give the best line in Lovejoy that's ever yes. yeah. yeah been a lot good line from a baddie? We're historians, very good ones, as it happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I've written that down. That was a brilliant line. That was a brilliant line. <laughs> but they proceed to do that really like stereotypical hackney thing of like we're the baddies. We've tied you up and caught you. Now we're going to explain to you. All of our evil exactly plans. What we've been doing. So, you know, exactly they, what we're up to. There used to be an amazing well, great historians, you. terrible baddies. <laughs> there used to be an amazing, actually, that'd be a good title as well. Great historians, comma, terrible baddies. Um, there used to be an amazing <laughs> website in the 90s called evilovelord.com. And it had things like I will it, it said all the things that you need to be a really good evil overlord. And one of them was, I will never utter the words, I'm going to kill you, but first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because this is literally that. This is literally like, that. I'm going to kill you. But first, and basically they talk, talk about, they're, they're sort of like treasure hunters and they basically go around looking for ancient sunken ships or in this case, mm. an ancient chapel. And they plant, they get all the booty and uh, sell it, I guess. But yeah, and this is when we find out why they bought the village. They bought oh, yeah. the whole village. They bought, so the they whole bought village. an entire and not only, village. And not, not only bought it, immediately evicted everyone. Just in case they needed to blast the cliffs to get to the chapel. Which I mean, where do you even start with that? None of that makes sense. First of all, okay, fine. Even if you did have to buy it to blast the cliffs, why immediately evict everyone? Why not just evict when you find out that you needed to blast? Yeah, Yeah. and And also also, you didn't need to blast the cliffs, so you didn't need to buy the village. Genuine historians, which they are, I don't feel they would have. I, I don't know that that genre. How much does it cost to buy a whole village? I mean, like, they're not going to have the money to buy the village or blast the cliffs or the oh, so many so many holes in this. It was the most ridiculous did, reason. It annoyed but me. But it so did much. give the reason. It gave the reason for there being dun, 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 a bomb. Oh yeah, that was a freaking <laughs> bomb. At this point, I was like, "This is jump the shark." I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Eric's gone, and there's immediately a bomb. What the <laughs> hell? Is it a bomb with a with a timer that's just a timer on it. Again, this was a bit too... longer than is necessary. It didn't need to be that long. This was again too James Bond though, because in real life, I mean, I know, I know that is how bombs worked. I know that you know you would call in a bomb threat and it would get diffused before it goes off. But it just felt a little bit like a sort of ticking. And obviously, you know, to be fair, this one you have ten minutes to save the world. This one kind of did. Thing. Did need to be on a timer because obviously the baddies had to get out. So like I got yeah, that yeah. to be a countdown. The, yeah, but it was it. But just it was just a little bit too long. Bearing in mind, I assumed anyway. Maybe I'm wrong, which is why I kind of second guess myself. This is a bomb that could blast an entire cliff face away. Uh, Lovejoy just picks it up and runs outside and puts it in the sea, and that's it. Get in the, the sea. Peril gone. You just blow up a bit of the in sea. The sea. It does. It does. Well, yeah, proper big bang. And, and it's a very moment. So basically, so they leave. Yeah. So the so they leave a bomb. So LJ and BJ are left with this two minute, two minute, <laughs> the longest two minutes ever. Two minute bomb. Charlotte turns up. She lamps some baddies. She unties Lovejoy and uh, Bible Joe. Um, and then there. I mean, to be fair, it is a great scene. So Lovejoy just picks it up is. the bomb legs it out the cave and throws it in the sea just it's as really- it and he's like looking at it looking at the time i mean, I mean the the fact that he would do that didn't seem implausible that didn't jar because he is quite yeah and he's an impetuous sort of person yeah you know uh, yeah. this is this is the guy and that also, if you're to- gonna die anyway why not try 
Like it's going to blow you up. Why not try and say? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I do agree. I, yeah, I see, I see your point, it, and it suits his character that that's how he would behave in that situation. But if you think back to last episode, the most peril was somebody dropped an antique gun in the river, and now there's a <laughs> bomb. I mean, uh, no, this is silly. It's I've actually written down. It's all a bit silly. Lovejoy throws bomb in sea. And then I and then I've written. Then the next thing we know, the police just happen to be there and they've arrested them. How on earth did the police overpower them? <laughs> but you've got these couple of Welsh bobbies who are just like, oh shit, they look like evil historians. I think they've just tried to blow up the cliff dressed as druids. We'll arrest them. I, how did what? Uh, there's a gap there that hasn't been filled in. I mean, I've got a mobile. How did the? I mean, what? Tell me how. Evil historians. Oh. I mean, that is so Indiana Jones, isn't it? Evil it really is. They're all they're all um, evil historians. And then we find out. So basically, then we're sort of into the all's well that ends well section, which is yeah, extended all's it well. It was that bit ends yeah because they don't. The village can all return to normal because now mysteriously it hasn't been. Someone else has even have been sold. Yeah, um, and they think that tourism is going to rocket up visitors mm. to the area because now there might be possible Arthurian connections and Mrs Corn is very happy because it's good news for her hotel oh, yeah, this yes. is true. and the crosses, is. the crosses are treasure trove so they don't get any money from them but there was a reward for them mm. so Bible Joe gets the reward and he's going to use it to help the village get back on its feet oh, isn't that lovely? is that what if the Arthurian legends fail is that if the Arthurian yeah. connections fail to get it back on its feet and then well, you probably hire a writer to write some Bollocks. Shoddy Arthurian. Yeah. Yeah. And then. You think it's where Arthur went on his holidays when he wasn't in Glastonbury? He just sort of poofled over, (laughs) went over the Tamar. (laughs) And then, and then there's a bit of another moment between Charlotte and Lovejoy where Charlotte's like, we could always stay Mm. night. Wink, wink. Oh, yeah. And he says, no. She basically sees him as a hero, doesn't she? Because, like. He is. Because he is, and like, yeah. As was I mean, she, though. In the sea, she cool. was a hero as well, though, because she didn't just stay yes. and have her bath. She stowed away, dressed as a druid in the back of a van, got out, mm. lamped a bad evil historian. Yeah. And then, but then... Very much, was very like, much Love, a double act. I loved her. was like, no, no, I can't stay the night and shag you, Charlotte, because I have to get back for Charlie and his sideboard. I have to go and pimp his sideboard. I mean, I mean, really. But anyway, they go back. And then we have the final part so that's so that's the uh, Welsh story wrapped up. They return to Suffolk, and then we have the cyborg story wrapped up in the final scene, which is quite lovely. I have to say, I sort of forgave the rather hackneyed farcical plot for the fact that. But again, what did he do? Did he ring ahead? I'm not really sure. I, I don't really know. How I don't. I, I don't Charlie, know how they knew yeah. when, unless Lovejoy got there and, and just thought, "I know Charlie's going to be here at some point. I know he's been looking for me. I'll hide in the back and then amble in as though I've been there all the time." I. Yeah. I that's what I assumed had happened. So basically, Charlie turns up. Um, uh, Tink and Beth are there, but Lovejoy is not there in inverted commas. And he kind of says, oh, he wasn't here, or whatever, whatever. And then Lovejoy comes out of the back room with, like, a tray of tea. Tray of tea, yeah. But it would have been much funnier if Lovejoy had snuck in while Charlie's back was to the door and then gone around and come back because it was just a bit like, well, maybe he... I assume he did go there last night because he didn't stay with Charlotte. Like, it would have been funnier if he'd... Yeah. Char- Charlotte maybe stayed with Charlotte and snuck in. 
Well, I've written Charlotte saves the day from plot two as well. So she's sort of saved <laughs> both of the plots because she's there working on this dresser again or in this sideboard. I mean, again, though, what's she doing? I don't know. What, uh, the the auctioneer is just polishing, giving the sideboard a good old polish. And yeah. In. They're, they're, oh. like, they're laughing at Charlie saying, look, we're all covering. We, yeah, you know, we're covering. For yeah, him. we are covering for him. Ha ha ha. But your all I've written down for this scene, though, is Beth has a good jumper. Not a pulling so. cardigan, though, is it? And there's a tray of tea, no champagne. I know it's the morning, no. but still, come on, champagne. I mean, yeah, it was time. There was, yeah, lack of champagne. In it was a pleasing yeah. ending, though. It was, it was a, it, 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 yeah, it sort of, um, it did redeem the subplot for me, the ending. Mm -hmm. It was very, it was very sweet. And I think yeah. Charlie knew he'd been had, but there was nothing he could do about it. And actually, his sideboard was finished. Lovejoy was there. They'd, you know, I mean, there you go. Yeah. He and Charlotte now got a bit of a thing. All's yeah. well that ends well, except for your man who fell off the cliff. I mean, he's dead. So yeah, he's not, dead. It's not like the happiest plot ever, is it? But <laughs> no. I guess there was some kind of revenge. They all got arrested. Yeah. Vengeance yeah. is mine. Vengeance is mine, saith BJ. Um, the other thing, did you notice when the police were stripping the house after the did you notice the police officers were taking up the monitors, but not the towers of the of the? <laughs> I didn't know. It's always that. Sounds like the sort of nerdy thing that I would know. Yeah, you know, it was. I like the sideboard subplot because it was just it was an easy thing. It was, it was an it was easy a lot of thing. Fun. Beth going off yeah, bike was hilarious to get the yeah. weld. Oh, yeah. The welding was funny too. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yes, that was funny actually. All of those. And the barman was wearing a cravat. You don't get. You don't. You don't see many barmen wearing cravats. Oh, and I know. I know we haven't gone through the episode particularly, but were there any highlights for you or low lights for you? And then my final question is going to be one: What would you give it out of ten? Because we want to know what you would oh, give yeah. it out of ten okay. if you were reviewing it with us. Yeah. It was such an easy episode to watch because it was a load mm. of bollocks. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was probably the most fanciful episode ever because mm -hmm. it made, it had no bearing, possibly, you know, Charlotte and Lovejoy's yeah. relationship getting better. Um, yeah. You know, but it was like a, a means to the end of, shit, we need filler. I think it was a filler episode. Mm. It, was very, it, it was quite a decadent one. Yeah, really hell of a like, And perilous. I think because there's, there's no thread through it. So that, you know, it doesn't um, go back to the first episode, you know, a previous mm. episode, and there's nothing that links it to a successive one. So I think it could have been one of those with a price, but we've got budget left. Uh, we've got the script. We need yeah. an episode. Let's film it here. Mm. Yeah. And it's a nice standalone one. I don't actually remember it as well as other episodes. What do you think, Polly? But no, it's not memorable. And I think it had a lot more. I should. I don't know, really. It's. I. I mean, I quite enjoyed it. But you're right. It isn't. It I could was... have been so much more interesting. What I did like was the fact that Charlotte and Lovejoy, their relationship always blossoms when they're away from Lavenham. So obviously in North Carolina, where she runs after him to rescue him because she hears that he's in trouble. But this one. It's got a similar, a little sort of precursor to that, where he says, right, I'm going to go and sort all this out. And she says, be careful, Lovejoy. And I thought, oh, she actually cares about him. It was quite yeah, lovely, really. It was nice. Their relationship was nice. I like the writing as well. You know when Doris brings in the cocoa? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And it's just, yeah. You know, I love that. You know, we could, you know, you know, we're all fans, obviously, but 
the writing of Lovejoy, where you just get these little things, you know, who would have thought of just, you know, it's a nice little thing, woman brings in cocoa, and then he mm. ends the thing with, you know, with, who drinks cocoa anymore as well? I can't, I can't remember the last time I had a... Yeah, know, I, drink I drink cocoa. We're all old ladies, I'm sorry. We're all we old really ladies. <laughs> anyway, what are we going to give it out of 10? What, Do you and, know what? Um, I'm I'm so torn because part of me loved it because I love the subject and matter and bits of mm. it were very sweet and funny, but you're right, it just felt like I was watching some kind of farcical and it was implausible to the extreme and there was all this dressing up. It kind of felt like a really, really crap Shakespeare. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm gonna give it a seven, but I quite enjoyed it, but I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it a seven. Yeah. I feel very similar. So, because it was a great, like, it was fun to, like, you know, it's always fun when they go somewhere different and, like, the topic was quite different. Mm. Sort of take, it took it out of itself a bit. And that was, that was great. But there were so many holes and I was just like, why are they doing that? And what's happening now? Um, and it was just, a, it was a bit of a pastiche of, it was a, sort of a pastiche of, like, Indiana Jones. Slash, it was, James Bond, but, yeah. But not in such a way, so not in a clever way where you're like, oh, this is a clever yeah, pastiche. Yeah, not in a knowing way. Yeah, not in like, kind oh, of like, therefore, oh, this is, I guess, how we do this, yeah. Yeah, it was just, like, kind of a bit of a sad version. So I, I think I would also give it a seven. So yeah. for very... I mean, Holly. I'm going to give it a six and a half, I think, because technically really? because I should have really, really loved it because it is the kind of subject matter that I really, really enjoy. So maybe I just had really like super high hopes for these standing stones that then yeah and the dashed. standing stones are not are not in it i mean they're in it but they're not they've got nothing they're to do in it, it no and um they have a role and i did really just feel like i suppose it's slightly wrong-footed me because i've kind of come to expect something now of lovejoy and this series everything is changing mm. and i'm i feel like i'm struggling to sort of keep up I'm like, okay, Charlotte arrived, then Beth arrived, then Eric went. Now there's a bomb. What? Like, there hasn't been this much peril since series one, and I'm, I'm sort of having to get my head back in the, in, in that kind of a space. But I don't know. Maybe it's it, there isn't another really perilous thing now until we go to somewhere else. I don't know. I, don't I mean, North Carolina but... gets very perilous. You've well, got you you've got Ooh. alligators in North Carolina. <laughs> um. And I hated the sideboard plot, and I just thought it was really dumb. It was so, a bit. Well, I know that's not fair. I didn't. I didn't hate it, but I thought it was unbalanced compared to the other. We've been so used to having subplots that that kind of are almost of equal measure, like with those photos in the house, but also the whatever the other thing was. Like that, I can't remember. Um, yeah, but I know what you mean. The plots had enough to keep my interest, whereas with this one, I was like, get back to Wales. What's going on? I don't care about Charlie's stupid bloody sideboard. Yeah, who Even cares about Charlie's funny. sideboard? Yeah. So we didn't um, care yeah. about it enough. Like you said, the stakes were too low. Yeah. yeah. But yes, out of 10, what are we going to give the stone? Oh, it's hard because it's Wales, Wales. Um, I don't know. It's not a memorable one, as I've said. Mm. You know, it's not like the double-header ending, um, The Lady of Vladimir, with, with the one with Brian Blessed in, which yeah. is, Brian Blessed, as a druid, would have been incredible. Would have been really cool. I would have believed it a bit more. Yeah, um, but yeah, I would give it a nice little seven. Okay, that sounds about right. I think that's what I was going to give it as well. 
So antique of the week? Definitely the cross. And I know it's really obvious, but I really love um, like religious um, arts, the wrong word, just re religious um, articles. Oh, didn't, we learn the word, didn't we learn the word for this? Oh no, sorry. I'm thinking of Judaica. 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 No, I, I like the cross and I, I've got a lot of crosses that I wear around my neck. So, so I was obviously raised, you know, in sort of the Catholic tradition, um, which likes shiny things mm. as opposed to the Protestant tradition that likes drudgery <laughs> and yeah. Fat club. Um, yeah. Can I have, um, I don't think antique is the right word for these, but I would like to have the standing stones. I mean, they're really old. They're definitely they're like old. I mean, you, you can, yeah. They're old, but they're not really something that you could just pop in your house, really, are they? But you could have a nice picture in your of garden. Them. Yeah. And I, I just, I really like standing stones. I like stone circles. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I just I I just want there to be more of that and more talking about that really. So they're yeah. mine. I want them in my garden. Thank you. Well, I would also like the cross. Um, so Polly and I can share that. But um, I can also add... we have one each. Yeah, then there were thirteen. There were twelve of them, right? Oh, That's true. Yeah. yeah, I'll have a big <laughs> one. I'll have the Jesus one. <laughs> I'll be your disciple, Helen. Uh... <laughs> Oh, um, makes me want to sing a hymn. Um, and but also my other sort of you know antique was uh, was driving to Wales without a sat nav. Yes, oh, I did gosh, consider yeah. that one. I almost went for a phone box as my uh, antique. Mm. Mm. Yes, another good one. Because although you don't have much signal in Wales, you still, you always have GPS. I wonder if they yeah. still use. Do they still use phone boxes then in Wales? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mean like all the time. I don't mean but like at the minute. Oh, we should have asked. We should, we have should asked. say at the time of recording, Wales is in lockdown, so they they can't use anything. They at can't get a phone box anyway. They're, They're not allowed. They, the, the only thing they can do is be sort of random guests on podcasts <laughs> <laughs> and buy essential items only at the supermarket. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as a as a proud Welshman, though, how did you feel then about the portrayal of Wales in this episode? As in, was it accurate, or was it more accurate than you would like, or did you just go off oh, for fuck's sake? There's a load of druids and some standing stones and um, how Wales was portrayed. It could be a lot worse, you know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think it was that bad. There was no, there were no sheep shagging references. No, was, that's true. Things. There were no sheep. No sheep. That mystic yeah. Celtic. I, um, yeah, the Celtic thing, well. there must be some truth to that, as in, obviously... Well, yeah, but St David's is called St David's because apparently um, somebody came over from Ireland. But, um, yeah. The Druids. Yes. Nobody in Wales dresses like that. When Lovejoy turned up and uh, that guy scared Charlotte and goes, do you mind telling me what you're doing here? If he was actually Welsh, you go, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, did, did we learn anything? I think I learned that Druids, well, not from the show though, but from our discussion, I learned that Druids are not really like that. Because I kind of knew that, I didn't really know that. I kind of had a vague idea, but I now fully know that Druids don't stand around looking a bit like the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> yeah, the Ku Klux Klan of Wales. Yeah. I think I learned this. I could have misremembered it, but I think I learned this about 
like 25 years ago because I went to Wookie Hole a few months after this had been on TV and they were talking about how it had been an episode of Lovejoy had been filmed there so I think it must have been this episode because yeah. I can't recall another one with a, a cave and actually it was obviously a big chamber that was safe enough it must have been a show cave you know a, a cave that had been yeah open to the public because otherwise it wouldn't have been safe enough to set up all the camera equipment and stuff so I think it's the sort of inner chamber of Wookiee Hole yeah because when they it's obviously not in Wales it's in Somerset but well um, I actually thought I thought it was uh, Danarogov uh, show caves in Neath where the gold is mined because I thought it would yeah. have been I've been there as well because I've been to all the caves I love I'm a cave apparently it was Wookiee Hole I mean people may know differently and say it's not true but certainly I don't know. I, certainly I, some I, of it was filmed there quite a lot so I feel like they might have done yeah exterior shots even if they did additional shots there or something yeah the the interior shots I know that they'd filmed it in that big chamber in Wookiee Hole because that was what they because they were showing off about it when we went and I remember being so excited I was like Lovejoy was filmed here I'm in a Ian, thing that Ian has touched these we probably haven't but you know <sighs> anyway because when they so, first go in the cave and there's like and again this is another because they basically walk across which I think must be Wookiee Hole like this sort of, you know, if you, I mean, I love visiting caves. If you ever visit, visit a cave, you know, there, there's a, like a sort of kind of a bridge through this kind of cavern mm -hmm. and it's huge. But again, fine, that's Wookiee Hole. That's it. Yeah. In this plot, why <laughs> who has built this big wooden bridge that is true that no one knows about? The anyway. secretive cave that no one knows about, but they've so managed I'm to. Just, yeah. I'm, going, I'm going back to my rant anyway, but yeah, I love a cave. Um, have I learned anything? I've I've learned that if you just put on a welder's mask and some gloves, people will mistake you for a middle-aged man. But again, regardless that, of your gender or race. Again, though, that is a little bit like the Shakespearean thing where they all dress up as women, dress up as men, and the men dress up as women, and no one ever suspects mm. anything. Hilarity yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe I've learned that I find it harder than I thought to suspend my disbelief. Yeah, just, just like not having it. Um, yeah. Oh, I feel a bit bad for my slightly low score because it was fun, but um. But yes, I'm, I'm hoping for, for more next episode. Please, thank you, writers. Thank you. Thirty years ago. Yep. Good stuff. So we done. Thank you for listening. Um. Yes, come and follow us online at Lovejoy Apod. Um. You may have noticed, listener, that we've had a guest for some of this episode, and if you'd like to hear the full version of our chat. Um, then follow us on Patreon. Um, it's patreon.com forward slash Lovejoy. Actually, there's other interviews on there as well. Um, and Q&As with us and also our blooper reels. Um, so it would be great to see you there. Um, but yeah, come and talk to us online at Lovejoy Apod and maybe you can be a guest too if you really want to. We're also on uh, Ko-fi coffee oh, does, anyone ever, does anyone ever give us any money on com. that we did we did get a christmas present via that did we oh cool. um, of course yeah, we did. Yeah. i used it to yeah. my memory card and some batteries i do remember <laughs> that the world's best Christmas ko-fi.com slash lovejoy actually christmas is coming and i heard on the radio say that people are doing their christmas shopping early this year hint hint um I've done so, cool so we'll see you in two weeks yep bye 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 bye, bye. Let's tell the world of all our guilty
Stones of Destiny a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, because we were thing and ask me a question. Otherwise, I'm like the Queen. I will talk until I'm told to shut the fuck up. Because who tells the Queen to shut the fuck up? 